What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. I have got to share something incredibly exciting that's going on in my world. And that is the papaya box that is launching with Nixware. So if you don't know, my story with Nixware actually starts several years ago. I posted an image of myself wearing a Nix bra and the CEO actually plucked me from that photo and asked me to be part of an ad campaign. That ad campaign actually went viral because of my stretch marks being shown, it being groundbreaking in the way that we saw postpartum bodies or women's bodies in this way. And it ended up being a huge explosive part in my own career for Nix. And we've had this really great relationship ever since. So when it came to creating something together, this was something that has been truly years in the making. The papaya box is actually full of items that we collaboratively worked on and selected or worked on designing together, including the first ever Nixwear leggings. The leggings are not like your typical faux leather look legging. We didn't want something that was hard to get on, that was stuffy, that was uncomfortable. So it came up with something that is much more of a high lush shine with a high waist, super easy to get on, super comfortable in a range of sizes. They are phenomenal. I modeled in them back in the spring, getting ready for the shoot, and I'm still wearing them even at six months pregnant. I've just been like kind of putting them on and taking them back off again, waiting for this launch to happen. Inside the box as well, there are two small business items, which one is from Tish Jewelry and the other is from Nomi and Sibs. Please get to know these brands. They are incredible. On top of that, we're adding in a longline bra, tank bra from Nixwear, as well as one of their hero products that constantly sells out 
a custom designed high waisted thong. If you're not a thong wearer, this is the one to convert you. And if you are a thong wearer, you know how uncomfortable it is sometimes to have a low rise thong. The high rise will change your mind. So all together in this box, it is launching on October 18th. Now we made it a Sunday so that so many people could get involved, but I will warn you, we are anticipating a very quick sellout. So it's going to be very important that anybody interested has their name on the email list so that you're notified when that launch happens. So all you have to do is head on over to my Instagram. I'm going to have it in my link in bio. It's going to be right there. Sign up for the email. You're going to get the email. You're going to be able to get yourself or at least the chance to get one of these boxes. We're so excited about this. The response has been truly overwhelming and quite unanticipated. You never really know when you do something like this. It's been years in the making and yet here we are. So I couldn't help but share with my podcast fam all of this exciting stuff happening. So go head over to my Instagram, sign yourself up for that email. And yeah, I'm so excited. October 18th, the papaya box, it's coming. Now let's get to our conversation. All right, everyone. Welcome back. I am very excited to introduce you today's guest. She has been seen on places like Good Morning America and the Today Show. She is the founder of Girls Chronically Rock, all about turning pain into empowerment. Please welcome Keisha Graves. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are just an energy and a half. My goodness, your story, while I know we'll unpack it, I've got to say you're one of those people that when I like went and watched your YouTube video, it was so easy to just get sucked in to everything you're doing, everything you're talking about. I know this hasn't been an easy journey for you, but yet you show up and you're really teaching women, like I said, like turning this pain into empowerment. But let me throw it back to you. Tell us your story. Tell us what happened. Tell us kind of like walk us through this diagnosis to now having this incredible fashion brand. So a little bit background is I am the founder of Girls Chronically Rock Clothing brand, which I started to help inspire and motivate others in the disability community. And how that came about is when I was actually in graduate school in 2010, that's when I was diagnosed with a muscle disease called muscular dystrophy. And how I started to get symptoms of that was honestly, I would just be walking and my leg would kind of buckle, like kind of give out on me and I would totally fall to the floor. So it wasn't even something that, you know, we just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, you know, it wasn't something I was born with and boom. So my leg would just kind of like just give out on me and I would just repeatedly fall to the floor. So the first time it happened, second time it happened, I kind of just brushed it off. But then as time went on and it, I kept on falling, my mom and sister were like, maybe it's time you need to go see a doctor because maybe it's something in the feet. So we go to orthopedic doctor out here in Boston at Mass General Hospital. Do doctors come in, um, honestly, like regular examination appointment. They kind of come in, ask me to raise my right leg, raise my left leg, and like the legs would not move. It was like just so bizarre. And that was the first time I noticed that. So they just kind of looked at each other like, I think you need to see a neurologist because it seems like it's something more neuromuscular. So I'm just like, okay, still not really thinking anything of it. I'm like, maybe I just need to lose some weight you know, no big deal, but I knew something wasn't quite right. So I go to see the neurologist and we go straight to it. We did several testings, EKG, EMG, all these testings I never heard of, blood work. We also did a muscle biopsy. That was the most interesting of all because they took a piece of muscle biopsy from out of my right leg to test it. And then from that muscle biopsy, that's when they determined 
I had muscular dystrophy. But can you explain what muscular dystrophy is just so we understand exactly what this is, what this diagnosis was? Sure. So muscular dystrophy is a a form of muscular, you know, muscular is pretty much in your body that weaken over time. So there's like different types, as you mentioned, the SMA, spinal muscular atrophy. My type is called limb girdle muscular dystrophy. There's Duchenne muscular dystrophy. And there's honestly even more that I'm still learning each and every day myself. I'm like, wow, there's so many details that go into this muscular dystrophy. And then once you know your type of muscular dystrophy, then it goes into different subtypes like variants. Like there's limb girdle, like 2B, 2A, 2C. For me, for instance, I don't know my subtype yet. So because I don't know my subtype, I am unable to say enter any clinical trials or anything like that, which is unfortunate. But, you know, I'm still going to hope for the best. And hopefully one day I will know my subtype. But pretty much the best way I describe it is just like, the muscles in your body pretty much deteriorate and they weaken over time. And it definitely progresses, which is something the doctor did tell me it would progress over time. So like now I'm unable to drive. I can't like walk up and down the stairs. It's hard for me to like raise my arms up, up and down, if that makes sense. So it's like pretty much like each day I feel like the body changes. It's like when I wake up, I kind of don't know what the body's going to feel like, what it wants to do or anything like that. All right, y'all, let's have a quick pause to talk about one of today's sponsors. I love this brand. Just before I go into it, I just need to go from an aesthetic standpoint. They are one of the most beautiful packages you'll ever see sitting on your shelf. They are perfect for that little shelfie. I'm talking about Versed. Versed is a non-toxic, cruelty-free, and vegan skincare brand that's hyper-focused on bringing you real results at prices your bank account appreciates. It's backed by experts and driven by community. Their mission is simple, make good skin and clean products for all. First is all about results. Their products are made with proven ingredients at skin-changing levels without the fussy packaging and conventional markups. You only pay for what matters, the goop inside the bottle. And they take waste seriously. They skip all that excess packaging like inserts and boxes for bigger items and use recyclable and biodegradable packaging wherever possible. They're actually 92% recyclable and working on being 100%. You can check out their recycling guide on their website as well. It's your cheat sheet on how to properly recycle your skincare empties as well. First formulates to the highest standards in the world, the European Union standards, banning over 1,300 toxins and questionable ingredients to ensure their products are safe, non-toxic, but still effective. They keep the good, cut the bad, and focus on what works. Verse also has some most popular products, which includes their Day Dissolve Cleansing Balm, the Shortcut Overnight Peel, the Dew Point Moisturizing Gel Cream, Press Restart Gentle Retinol Serum, and Wash It Out Gel Cleanser. And if you are Canadian, Versed is now available at select Shoppers Drug Mart stores in Canada and online at shoppersdrugmart.ca. Now, if you're going to visit versedskin.com, you're going to get 10% off if you're in the U.S. So head on over to versedskin.com. That's V-E-R-S-E-D. S-K-I-N.com. Use promo code PAPAYA and you're going to get 10% off your first order if you're in the U.S. 
Verse is already offering skincare products at prices your bank account appreciates. But with that extra 10% off for first-time users, that promo code papaya, it's going to get you just a little bit more. So that's versedskin.com promo code papaya. And like I said, if you're in Canada, you can also go to Shoppers Drug Mart or shoppersdrugmart.ca to shop as well. Now let's get back to the show. When I was watching your YouTube video where you were saying like, I wake up every day and I don't know what my legs are going to do. And sometimes, you know, I really can't move my arms to be able to do my makeup in the morning and, and how variable something like, and, and is this, is this considered a chronic illness? Is that what this? Um, yes, I consider it a chronic illness. Um, that's something I talked about the other day because rested as chronic illness slash disability. Those are my go-tos, but I noticed some people in the disability community that I was watching the other day, this girl said, she was like, I don't like when people say I have a chronic illness because I feel like, oh, I'm in the bed, I'm dying. I can't move. And I'm like, wow, that's so interesting. And like, I tell people, I feel like I'm still learning each and every day about this disability community because I was only just diagnosed in my early 20s. I'm about to be 35 next month in September. So it's like, I feel like I'm still learning, you know, new things myself because I'm like, oh, point that discussion out there the other day on social media. You know, a lot of people says, you know, I really don't care. You know, there was like either or. So I guess everyone has their preference because I'm like, I honestly say both. I've actually learned that too because I have a friend with SMA and she prefers to be called disabled. And when I would refer to her using the references that she had kind of given herself, people would be like, I think you're actually supposed to say differently abled. And I was like, oh, let me check. And and then I realized same thing. So many people actually have different preferences in the, the labels that they choose to carry. And, and I think that's actually... Same with like our pronouns now. We're actually learning. Ask that question. It's not an offensive question. Like, what are the pronouns you prefer? What are the kind of like terminologies that you prefer when talking about, you know, your illness? Do you prefer this? Do you prefer that? And I think that that's a really great way for us to kind of open it up in such a respectful way so that we're not, you know, consistently offending people, but also showing that we care about the language that they really care about. But exactly. I know your diagnosis, you had mentioned, you can tell I've like literally binged a lot of your stuff because I'm like, in your (laughs) other thing that you said this, you talked about how it actually took you years to even really openly share your diagnosis. And I know this is not entirely uncommon. There's a huge grieving process for a lot of people in terms of a diagnosis. And not everybody has maybe the time to kind of share, but can you kind of talk about how you were able to overcome your diagnosis and finally come to terms with talking about it? Um, yeah, so it definitely took some time. I tell people I feel like I just came out of denial, like honestly, the other day. So again, here I was in my early 20s, living my best life, going out to parties. I mean, in graduate school at the same time. And I'm hearing I have muscular dystrophy. Like, that's crazy. I'm like, what is my future hold? What's going to happen? And then, of course, going on Google researching things about muscular dystrophy, I'm reading there's no cure, there's no treatment. So what am I supposed to think? How am I supposed to feel about that? But then again, it was something that's out of my control. I'm like, I, as much as I was in denial saying, oh, I don't have it, because the day she called me said, Keisha, you have muscular dystrophy. I'm thinking, oh, well, she must have called the wrong person. Maybe she got the test results back and got them mixed up. That's honestly what I was thinking every time I walked through the doctor's office to see her. Every time I was thinking she's going to say, oh, Keisha, we made a mistake. But that wasn't the case. So it was actually one day when my friend was like, Keisha, why don't you write a blog and talk about, you know, your symptoms and everything you're going through? And I thought, why would I write a blog? Because I don't have muscular dystrophy. 
You know, that's honestly like how my mindset was. So I honestly just opened my laptop one day. I started typing, saying everything out loud about my symptoms. And I said to myself, wow, I have muscular dystrophy. That's crazy. It's like it took that moment as I was typing it, saying it out loud. It's like, never mind what the doctors were saying. And all those test results, I'm like, wow, I have muscular dystrophy. So it took that blog. And then once I posted it on like Facebook and social media, Tumblr, I got so much great positive feedback. And, you know, just like it made me feel like warm and welcome because I'm like, wow, like people, you know, are accepting me. And these are people like I've talked to and seen on a regular basis that didn't know what I was going through. Because when I was first diagnosed, I was totally able-bodied, still driving, wasn't walking with no mobility. So looking at me, you're going to say, oh, yeah, she has muscular dystrophy. So it's like you would have totally not known what was going on. So it definitely took some time to get used to. But I feel like writing that blog definitely opened the door a little bit to, to kind of make me accept it. But it, it was hard. Even when I started to progress and walk with a cane, going on job interviews or going to work, I would tell them I sprayed my ankle or I was in a car accident. So that's how much my mindset was. It's like those sounded better instead of saying I have muscular dystrophy. But saying muscular dystrophy out loud just made it seem real. So it's like whatever, honestly popped in my head as I walked through that door I was like oh yeah I was in a car accident or I sprained my ankle like it sounded better instead of saying muscular dystrophy if that makes sense one of today's sponsors is all about taking care of your sexual health but that intertwines some other parts as well like your mental health when our routines are changed it's easy to forget to check in with yourself how are you feeling do you need a break If you need to hit pause and take a moment for yourself, Dipsy can help. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. The stories are relatable and immersive, so you feel like you're right there. And there's something for everyone, whoever and whatever you're into. And they add new content every week, so there's always more to explore. Find stories about a spontaneous hookup with a hot stranger, getting closer to that sexy yoga instructor you can't stop thinking about, or even stories about trying that new toy together or getting tied up. The wellness sessions can also help you unlock new confidence or heighten intimacy with your partner. They add new stories every week so you never get bored. So you can spice things up today or tonight with Dipsy. I've been listening to Dipsy and I absolutely love it. It's amazing how much having those moments, listening to these stories, not only brings intimacy into your relationship, but also on that one-on-one time with yourself. I'm a huge fan of self-love in that way. And it's been such an easy, accessible way for me to find that whenever I need it. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash papaya. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash papaya. Dipsystories.com slash papaya. Go listen to a great story. Go unwind. Take care of yourself and enjoy. Let's get back to the show. I had a friend who actually years ago, I used to work with him. And when he got diagnosed with cancer, I remember he told us, I really regret ever telling anybody that I have cancer because I don't, I didn't like how people treated me differently. And so I think knowing that even saying something out loud causes a shift. And because I don't 
think we're quite there yet as a society in figuring out how to like broach subjects like somebody who has a disability. It's clear we're, we're seeing it all over. The more disabled folks I follow on Instagram, the more I'm seeing these glaringly huge issues that exist in the world, yeah. but as an able-bodied person wouldn't normally see. So I think we still have some major gaps here to bridge, but I can understand why saying out loud your disability, it's almost like, you know, this is going to change. This is going to change a lot for you. Could you ever have believed that after that couldn't have been all that many years ago, you're talking 2010, you were diagnosed. It was a few years before you're really open about it. And now you're going on TV. You're talking about (laughs) it all over social. You're like a face of this. How does that feel now? Like you've, you've really taken this and you've really owned it. Do you feel like you still grieve? it a little bit or have you really just embraced this entire process? And I think it's really great to be honest about this, even if the answer is you're still grieving. Yeah, I feel like I totally sometimes like a title I like to use is sometimes I'm grieving the person I once was, if that Mm. makes sense. It's like here I am. Like, yes, some people like me, they had their disability from the time they were born. So that's all they know. We're opposed to me. I had this whole life. I'm driving. I'm doing what I had to do, living on campus, living my best life, able to dress myself independently live independently without relying on PCA. So I had a whole life. This is not all I know. So like I tell people, I feel like this is why I'm still learning myself certain things to say and what not to say in the disability community and things I like and things I prefer. Same thing with that whole thing I um, mentioned earlier with um, chronic illness slash disability. I'm like, oh, I like both. You know, so something I'm learning and I like feedback I'm getting from others in the disability community and connecting with them have definitely made me realize, you know, and making me more share my story and open up because it made me feel like I'm not alone. You know, so that definitely helped with coming out of my denial too of connecting with other people that have lupus, MS, muscular dystrophy, just using different hashtags like disability awareness, hashtag chronic illness has definitely opened a whole new range of people that I've connected with. And it made me feel good because I'm like, I'm not alone. Because like I always tell people, there's nothing like the support of family and friends. Yes, they're awesome. I'm so grateful for my family and friends. But there's nothing like talking to somebody who understands what you're going through on a daily basis. I definitely appreciate the support I get, you know, from the disability community. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot. And who would have, yeah, if you had asked me a few years back, oh, do you see yourself talking on podcasts? I'm opening in a brand, sharing your story. You know, I would be like, no way. What are you talking about? Because I don't have muscular dystrophy. So yeah, it's totally sometimes I look back like, wow, but you know, I'm still learning and I'm still growing each and every day. Let's talk about you opening a dang business. (laughs) This is one thing I love about you is that you didn't start a business and then get diagnosed with chronic illness and, and, you know, develop this disability as it went on. You actually, in a time of having chronic illness and disability, started a business. And I think that is one of the coolest things because I think a lot of times hear stories of diagnosis. Like you said, a lot of people go to the assumption of life is over. I'm in bed for the rest of my days. And you've actually really wanted to talk a lot and you have talked a lot about, you know, chronic illness and still living a life, but not only just living a life, you're running a business. So talk about the business, talk about Girls Chronically Rock. And, you know, I know you're a little bit of a fashion fan. So that kind of (laughs) blended itself into what you're doing, but kind of take a moment and talk about exactly what Girls Chronically Rock is. Sure. So Girls Chronically Rock was founded a little bit before 2017. And I just wanted to give a background of, yes, I always had a passion for fashion. I got my undergraduate degree in fashion design and merchandise from Framingham State University. 
So, you know, I had all these dreams and fruitions of opening my own, you know, clothing business, whether it be a store. But yes, of course, I wasn't expecting muscular dystrophy. But I always looked up to fashion designers such as Kimora Lee Simmons from Baby Fat. And of course, Betsy Johnson for her colorfulness, her tutus. And are always doing a cartwheel at the end of her fashion show. That's just like hilarious. So I always knew I had a passion for fashion. So, of course, being diagnosed with muscular dystrophy, you know, came out of nowhere. And that was a total shock. So once I started to come out of denial and just started to think I'm a true believer and things do happen for a reason, I said, why not create something where I can help empower, motivate and inspire others in the disability community with different inspirational quotes on T-shirts? Because I myself, I love to wear different graphic T-shirts with like logos, like cutting up my T-shirts, like even the shirt I have on now was like cut up. So I thought, of course, a T-shirt with inspirational quotes of like kind of things I'm feeling and things I say and kind of express that my journey. So how I came up with the name is that I knew I wanted something with the word chronic in it, the chronic illnesses. So I thought girls chronically rock. I love the way it sounded. I love the way it flowed. I was honestly just lying in bed one night and that's how I came up with the name. So then I first started to sell on itsy.com, you know, because that's like, you know, like a good audience, a good website to have and start my business. So as time went on, I thought it's time to start, you know, changing my logo because I had a totally different logo than the one behind me. Mm. I had like a different one which this one's way better. I work with a different graphic designer and everything. So at the time, I'm like, you know, I was trying to do a Girls Currently Rock revamp because I want to get like a more professional website, you know, clean domain name and just like, you know, it just looks more professional for my brand. So I reached as my friend and he helped me build the website. He helped me create the logo and I love it. He understood the colors, the vision I wanted. And yeah, so the website was launched in 2017. All right, y'all, let's take a quick break. I want to talk to you about one of today's sponsors. This one's for my fellow Canadians, because I know if you're like me, you probably know and use and love PC Optimum points and love redeeming these points on free stuff. My husband and I had this conversation the other day about how we feel it's probably the best rewards program we've ever been a part of. But if you want to get even more grocery products and beauty products for free, well, now you may be able to. Because PC Financial has a new no monthly fee account that will make you think about money in a whole new way. It's called the PC Money Account. It's a bank account that makes everyday spending go further. The PC Money Account gets you PC Optimum points for doing everyday things like grocery shopping and online shopping, which yes, um, I think we're all doing a little bit more of lately. It all adds up to more points, which means more rewards so you can turn your everyday spending into a treat for yourself. If you've been watching my stories lately, you can see how I've been actually documenting some of those treats I've been getting for myself, like decorating my entire front porch. But let's talk about the PC Money account, because the PC Money account is a no monthly fee bank account that makes every dollar of your purchases go further with PC Optimum points. So recently, I, like I said, I decorated my front porch. I also just bought a Pretty much half of my groceries this week was covered by PC Optimum points. And this is something I do regularly, whether I'm, you know, going to grab some beauty products or some grocery items, it really does apply to everyday life. And the PC Money account, it works like a bank account, but rewards users with 10 PC Optimum points for every dollar they spend anywhere they shop. But you earn 25 points in total per dollar spent at Shoppers Drug Mart. And as a welcome bonus, you'll get up to 50,000 points if you take advantage of introductory offers when setting up your account and adding payroll, direct deposit, or paying bills online. 
For Canadians who crave more from their money, the PC Money account can help you set savings goals, all while being rewarded for your spending with loyalty points you can actually use. You also enjoy free Interact e-transfers, services, and free withdrawals at PC Financial ATMs across Canada. Signing up is simple. You can sign up for a PC Money account today and start earning PC Optimum points and redeeming them on everyday essentials. Simply go to pcfinancial.ca forward slash papaya. That's pcfinancial.ca forward slash papaya to open a PC money account and you too can start thinking about money in a whole new way. And I mean, enjoy those rewards. I've been enjoying them too. And now let's get back to the show. I went on your website and I'm like, this is well done. And I think it's so funny when you hear people like starting a business, it sounds like you have to be 10 steps ahead, but it really is as simple as getting your name in, just getting out there, starting the process, revamping things as you go and growing it. I mean, in three years, you've really grown this brand. You've also really grown in your speaking and some of the, what has been like career highlights for you with Girls Chronically Rock? I would say definitely the highlights have been like first being featured on Good Morning America on their website. You know, I didn't get to go to the show exactly, but I'm hoping in the near future, just for them to want to share my story and post it on their website that was, oh my God, a truly highlight moment. I'm still like overwhelmed. I still think about that. And it's very exciting. You know, I hanged it, everything on my placard on my wall back here. And, you know, that was a very awesome moment. And then also another great moment was when um, ABC Chronicle out here in Boston also came into the story of me here in my apartment and, you know, kind of videotaped me and my PCA, how we package up orders. So those have been very awesome highlights. And then, of course, just being featured on awesome podcasts like this to give me the opportunity to share my story, share my flat, my platform, because let people know about Girls Chronically Rock. Because I don't just look at it as a Girls Chronically Rock brand, but I look at it as a Girls Chronically Rock movement. You know, and I'm just looking to bring awareness about the disability community. And there's just so much more I plan to do under the Girls Chronically Rock umbrella. One thing you just have said twice now, and I haven't known what it meant. What does PSA mean? Oh, sorry. So PCA is personal care attendant. Oh, PCA. Yes, I got personal remember care attendant. Yeah, personal okay. care attendant. Some people no. also call it as caregivers. And okay. I guess I'm so used to saying PCA, but um, yeah. <laughs> so someone that assists me, I'm every day getting in and out the bed. Someone helping me get dressed build my meals for me. And yeah, it's been pretty awesome. And how would you say your process has been with having a disability? How accessible do you find the world? That can definitely be challenging. I'm realizing now when I'm going to travel, just going away for the weekend, I have to make sure I call ahead. I have to make sure I I request accessible um, bedroom, make sure that it has the grab bars in the shower, make sure it is a wheel in shower. That way I can just wheel right in, whether it be walking in with my walker or wheeling right in. So I realized I had to take extra steps and precautions. Same thing with just going out to friends to a bar or restaurant. I have to call in advance. Are you guys wheelchair accessible? Am I going to be able to get an open table to accommodate that? But what I love is realizing and being so close with my friends and family over the years, them seeing how much I have to call in advance and the extra step. They now take it upon themselves to maybe call in advance. And they're like, oh, hey, Keisha, for Friday night, I called the restaurant. Um, We're all set. I reserved an open table. And yes, it's wheelchair accessible. And I love that. I appreciate that. Because they just kind of, you know, see me do it from all the time. So now they know what initiative to take and going forward. Yeah. And I think that's one of the bigger things. Like I said, I grew up with a friend who had SMA. And so we always knew things like stairs would be a bit of a problem. But it wasn't, I, I truly feel I didn't emotionally mature to care enough about 
the disabled community until I really started paying attention to these gaps. And it's, it's amazing. You can even walk, walk through a small town and recognize how many stores can somebody actually get into and how many have taken the $20 step to like create a ramp and make sure that their store is accessible. Right. But these are things that, you know, I don't know if you follow like wheelchair Rapunzel. I love Alex. Yes, I love her too. Yeah, she had this amazing post the other day about somebody, something we see all the time. Somebody had put their furniture out onto the curb to sell. There she was. And she was like, I took this path. Now there's furniture in my path. I can't get around it with my wheelchair. I now have to go all the way back to the beginning and I have to change my route all because somebody wasn't aware. And I think hearing, and even her story right now, talking about to be able to drive takes a $30,000 vehicle, which for many people, they would consider it a luxury vehicle. And hers is just to have the capability for her to drive it. Yep, and so things that we here. take for granted every day is these costly, really expensive things with somebody who already can't do things at the same capacity, exist in society in the same way. And I think that I, I kind of want to know from you as somebody who now has existed in an able body and now is in a disabled body, what is something you think that more able body can do to really start being a better support to the disabled community? I would definitely say yes. It's like, yeah, I feel like I kind of have both lives, as I guess you can kind of say. So with both lives, like same thing you said, it's like being an able-bodied person, it's like all the things I have to think about now, accessibility, even going to malls when you realize they may not, the handicap button does not work for you to press. It's like those things I wouldn't be thinking about. Same thing I feel like with the family and friends I surround myself with. It's like, I'm not, you know, cause it's like you said, I took things for granted. Just going straight to the gym, able to pull that door open without a problem. I wasn't looking for a handicap or accessible button, but it's like now that I'm walking with a cane, I'm in a wheelchair. There have been places I've gone to, like even a gym for instance, where it's like, that's not gonna inspire me to wanna sign up. You guys don't even have the button for me to get in. And that's another thing I don't understand where some of these places like malls or venues, they have the accessible parking. Okay, great. They have the purse part down, the ramp for you to get in. But then it's like the door doesn't have the button for you to open. So those are kind of things I'm just like, so what, why, what are they missing? Like you have this part, yes, accessible parking. That's great. And the ramp, but then now how am I going to get into the door? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I remember that time specifically, I had to wait something you know sometimes those gym doors or even any other venue where those heavy doors are so open my arm can come off if I try to open one yeah. of those so it's like a simple thing like that where it's like I'm realizing like you know when I was able body I wasn't thinking about those things thinking about is a place accessible does it have an elevator am I going to be able to get in and out you know so it's like now that I'm in this body my whole mind has changed so yes this is why I feel like I can use my platform now to bring awareness to this because it's like I wasn't thinking about those kind of things. I didn't really have any friends or family around me that had to deal with these disability issues, but I'm glad now I have this. And, you know, if my body was, you know, they want to use my body to represent that. That's when I back to my Girls Chronically Rock, why I felt like things happened for a reason. So that's why now I can share my awareness and things I have to deal with with my family and friends. And now they're learning. Now they know to take 
you know, initiative to call in advance. Oh, Keisha, I already called you all set. And I appreciate that. So I'm going to continue to spread the word and continue to spread awareness. I think that's amazing. And I think that's exactly what those who are able-bodied need to hear in order to be an ally. The more that we all care, the less of a burden it is for one community to have to carry all Uh by themselves. The amount of times I have read into a caption of somebody who's disabled saying, I feel like I'm screaming into an abyss. And I just feel like that is so hard. It's hard to hear that that's truly what has been going on is it feels like it's a screaming into the abyss. And why isn't anybody listening? And it's because we're we're so naturally selfish. We're so naturally selfish to only think about what's happening to us. So it really is important that, you know, people like yourself are really putting in this groundwork to say, like, it actually really makes a difference when people take that step ahead to think about my needs so that I don't have to think about 20 of them. I just have to think about getting from A to B, covering what I'm doing, what the rest of us have the privilege of doing all the time, which is getting ready, going somewhere. Exactly. To to know that these things as simple as a door opening, uh, the battery chain, I don't know how those things are changed, but like (laughs) making sure they're functioning. Right. These are really... These are critical things for someone that for us is is so nothing. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really play into our days. So I find that so incredibly inspiring that you say that. Tell us some of the other things that you have going on in your life, other things that you kind of are hoping to do, just ways that we can generally support you and the Girls Chronically Rock I'm going to call it a movement, your kind of movement, your brand, all of it. Yes, I love it, a movement. But yeah, honestly, I'm just going to, each and every day, I continue to build my brand, try to think of new creative ways um, of new designs I can create on t-shirts. But my ultimate goal is to create an adaptive clothing collection for people with disabilities. Because another thing that I took for granted is it takes me so long now just to get dressed. So just putting on a t-shirt, a pants, people don't understand, I'm like, when I get dressed and come up from the shower, it feels as though I just finished running the Boston Marathon. I like try to best describe that to people. My body's tired. It's fatigued. So it's like just then when I eventually sit down, it's like it feels so good. So it's like just getting dressed is a hassle. So if I can create something more accessible, functional clothing for us to get dressed in a, a regular daily basis, much quicker will be awesome. And I'm happy for designers doing that now, like Zappos, Adaptive, Omni Hill Figure, Target. So I would love to eventually collaborate with designers like Dole to create my collection under the Girls Chronically Rock umbrella. But I hope to get it under um, more um, like fashion shows like New York Fashion Week, LA Fashion Week, Miami Fashion Week, and just looking to hopefully get it into department stores such as Target and Macy's. And I am just looking to create Girls Chronically Rock Empire. There's like so much, many different ideas I want to do under the umbrella. And I just hope I continue to strive and continue to grow. And hopefully I'll build the empire that I want it to be. I just have a stupid smile on my face. Ah! I just see this for you. I don't know. It's just you. you, you are so passionate. And I, and I feel like knowing even in such a short amount of time, which probably feels like a lifetime to you, how much you've already been able to accomplish. I think it's going to be so important for everyone listening to start paying attention to what you're doing to Girls Chronically Rock, to seeing how we can start supporting brands like yours, to supporting this movement in general, to even just create more accessibility, more even clothing. It sounds so simple just to be able to even be someone that can start creating clothing for those who are disabled that really need this. What a game changer that would be in your day to have that, right? Yes, so it would, totally would be. I would love that. 
Well, tell everyone where they can find you, where we can start tuning into everything that is you. Sure. So you can definitely find me on my website, girlschronicallyrock.com. I am on Instagram, girlschronically underscore rock. I am also on Facebook. You can find me, Keisha Graves, Girls Chronically Rock business page. I am also on Twitter. And yeah, so please feel free to send me a message, send me an email. And, you know, I totally respond. I love to hear from you. I get excited when I hear from people and they tell me that they love my brand and they have suggestions. And I love that because that keeps me inspired. That keeps me motivated. And it keeps me going because I'm like, wow, people are out there want to see what's next for Girls Chronically Rock. So I appreciate that. And I'm also now um, raising money also for an accessible vehicle, you know, so I can live independently and see my family and friends, especially during this pandemic. I'm scared to go outside. So if I can probably get into the comfort of my own vehicle, able to stay in my wheelchair, that would be awesome. So I honestly have a GoFundMe right now going as well. So I'm looking to raise those funds. And my goal is to hopefully get there to get my vehicle before my 35th birthday, which is September 5th. I'm just like, you know, thinking, speaking into existence. And I'm hoping that comes to fruition. I'll be so excited. That is amazing. I'm so glad you mentioned that. So we have tangible ways to show up and support you in what you are doing. Keisha, thank you so much for your time today. And to everyone listening, please go. Everything's going to be in the show notes. Go check out Keisha. Go check out Girls Chronically Rock. And let's start showing up for the disabled community and the chronically ill community, whether you are somebody that aligns with that side or whether you are somebody who truly wants and has a desire to be a better ally and to have your eyes a little bit more open to some of these blind spots. I really look forward to seeing what we can do as a community to show up for this community. So thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.